Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary, Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Eleven's Ryan Roberts on generating high-value leads and calculating return on lead gen efforts, and market sediment ahead of the Fed's meeting in Jackson Hole later this week. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Recently named a top 100 firm by Inside Public Accounting, Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, cybersecurity, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms. The firm has also received multiple awards for excellence in firm culture from inside public accounting. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. Mortgage rates dropped after mid-June. Momentarily, switching gears, given that their role in cakes, breakfasts, custards, and breads, would a food scientist have had to invent them? I mention this because the benchmark price of eggs in the U.S. was down to $2.16 a dozen two weeks ago down 37% from the record high of $3.38 a dozen in mid-July. These lower prices should be reflected at grocery stores, with prices dropping by a dollar a dozen or so. The cause for the spike in the price of eggs was an avian flu that ravaged the U.S. population, killing 30 million commercial and wild birds. The downward trend in prices is expected to continue. Homeowners and real estate agents don't mind a return to normal inventory and markets, and historical price appreciation rates. But we've seen sensationalist headlines grabbing some readers, such as home prices plunging in pandemic boom towns as market slumps. It would seem that plunging has a different meaning than what I thought it meant, as these articles discuss slowing appreciation and some price cuts on the listing prices of houses. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Eleven's Ryan Roberts to talk about generating high-value leads and calculating return on lead gen efforts. He's currently delivering $70 to $90 million a month and over $200 million in active debt and equity arrangements in closed funding scenarios for non-QM, private lending, and commercial mortgage across the United States. So on the Eleven website, which is e1even.com, it says you're pilot, paraglider, kiteboarder, hardware and software engineer, you do products, you're a designer. How do you have time for all this? How do you decide how you want to split your time? Give us give us a little insight into your life. Yeah. Uh, so I, I grew up in kind of the aviation side of things, um, hot air ballooning and, and uh, ultralights, uh, paramotor, that kind of thing. So that's always, always stuck with me, but I've, I found that Blurring the lines between work and play uh, keeps me the most interested. And so while I have a ton of hobbies, most of which you listed are hobbies, they actually kind of stem into the the work that I do, um, which has always been really helpful in keeping me entertained and and focused, but diverse enough to to not get bored, I guess. Yeah, let's talk about the work you do a little bit. So you're you're currently delivering closed funding scenarios for for a variety of lenders. Can you talk a little bit more about, about what's going on in your uh, current schedule? Yeah. So uh, servicing 13 clients across the US and Canada now, 
Um, some of them 800 person teams, some of them two person teams, um, you know, focused on non-QM, hard, private, and uh, what's considered B and C lending in Canada. Um, so it'd be, you know, basically a, a, a private lending scenario in the U.S. equivalent. Um, so I've been doing that, uh, you know, seven, eight years now. And uh, with the clients that we have, we're closing anywhere from on average 70 to 90 million a month in, um, you know, paid, essentially paid media driven funding scenarios. And now let's talk about leads a little bit. How do you generate high value leads that align with your lending box or how do companies generate high value leads that align with their lending boxes? Yeah, a couple of variables there. Um, number of states that you service and product diversity. Um, and then kind of the final variable is your underwriting guidelines on those products. So you're not going to target or spend your ad dollars in markets that are outside the scope of your lending box or the products that you service. So for example, um, if you're looking for a 660 median credit score and home values that are 400 to 400,000 to 3 million, you're going to want to target, um, you know, specifically those areas where a lot of times we see lending institutions just targeting at the state level and kind of weeding through the trash bin um, versus actually really staying focused on, you know, the deals in the areas uh, or markets that they actually service. Sounds kind of counterintuitive or, you know, arguably very intuitive, like, oh, yeah, we would just spend where we we service and what meets our guidelines, but it's not always the case. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it in, in general is just spend wisely and, and as accurately to your guidelines as possible. And how are brokerages actually turning lead generation into a profit center? Yeah, we have a couple of clients now that are no longer cost carrying the uh, PL side of um, you know, lead gen directly. It's kind of interesting. We've seen two very large teams move from uh, you know, essentially paying for the loan officer's uh, inability to hunt and kill on their own, where they're now making uh, or offering, I should say, the loan officers the ability to buy leads that are 100% exclusive to the brokerage and the lending institution as a whole. They sell the leads on uh, a little bit of a margin and uh, subsequently profit there, you know, enough to cover, you know, essentially our cost and the cost of the lead. And then as the deal closes, they are also obviously taking at the, a cut at the brokerage level and basis points when, when the deal closes itself. And let's talk about scaling a lending business. Right now, people are realizing just how cyclical of an industry the mortgage industry is on the less glamorous side of things. Over the last couple of years, margins and volumes were great and companies had to scale upward. Now we're seeing some trimming of fat. How do you measure scaling a lending business? Yeah, with with ad spend, um, we typically reconcile between you know CRM and LOS using an email address. Those two data sets are usually very disconnected. Um, and so with a good degree of client transparency in the place, we have you know closed funding scenario data coming in and we help you know paint a very clear picture on what's working and what's not at the ad channel level. So we spent X on Google, we earned Y on Google, and it's as scientifically precise as possible. In terms of the actual metrics themselves, 
you know, your obvious top line number for ad spend, number of leads generated and contact establishment rate are key points. Contact establishment rate, meaning, you know, you actually made contact establishment with that prospective borrower is by far the most pivotal number in all of this. And then, you know, subsequently, those numbers waterfall into mid funnel and bottom of funnel, which are loan applications. How many loan apps did we take? And can we determine an accurate cost per loan app? And then, you know, at bottom of funnel, revenue generated from, you know, the loans closed on those applications. Um, and then within that, you're looking at, you know, what's our average loan amount? How much are we earning on basis points uh, for each of those deals closed? And what sort of actual return on ad spend did we did we earn? So if we spent 55 grand this month, and are we earning you know four or five x return, or are we earning a two x return? Um, and that's that's sort of the the, the mentality that you want to track. Um, we know that it's extremely cash flow positive for everyone that we work with, and even outside of that, we know the market's very cash flow positive. But tracking those numbers gives you an entirely different conversation and narrative. It moves away from, hey, we spent X, we think we closed 10 deals to, hey, we spent X and we objectively know that we earned you know, 5.54X return on ad spend and can continue scaling that spend. Is the spend or the, re- the return on spend purely a quantitative decision or are there qualitative factors that, that go into it as well, like uh, goodwill or, or uh, outreach, things like that? Yeah, amazing question. There's always two factors to it. You know, the qualitative aspect, which is what sort of internal narrative can we discuss or paint from a picture perspective around the numbers that we're seeing, right? That's ultimately a hypothesis unless you have really good insights. And then subsequently the objective data or the numbers themselves around the the, the prior month's outcome or your even your prior week's outcome. Um, there's a lot of decision making right now around, you know, ad spend, moving in and out of markets, et cetera. And I would say that more of that comes from an inability to attribute results to certain ad channels than the market's shift itself. It is an incredible time to be in this space, and there is still a ton of deal flow. Um, and accurate measurement really is uh, the driving force between or behind that, uh, that qualitative narrative. And finally, what are some tools that people can use to help them on this journey? Sure. Um, we rely heavily on Funnels.io. Um, it's a, an amazing tool for bringing all of your data sources into a single place. Um, you know, Obviously, you're going to want some sort of analyst behind that. But again, getting to that clear picture on the qualitative and quantitative side will really help in understanding what your ad spend's impact is to revenue. Um, you know, and you've got a CRM and an LOS in place now, uh, and arguably it's probably underutilized in terms of its overall purview of performance. Um, you know, the other major thing that's sort of happening in the ad space is the retention of these click IDs and, and third, third-party cookies going away. Um, sort of the holy grail of moving beyond lead gen in this space, which is where the entire market focuses into you know, more loan applications and more funding scenarios is essentially telling the ad channels to optimize for those things and rather than the the lead gen side of things. So less leads, more loan apps and, and more funded scenarios. And that stems from an ID that is associated with your ad click 
Um, and so we're helping a lot of clients retain these click IDs and then ultimately um, tailor the ad channels to a, a bit more of a meaningful situation for those, those teams. And let's do a little personal plug here. For those that would like more information on Eleven or working with you, what are the best ways to follow up? Yeah, I've been referral for referral only for like eight years. Um, E1even.com is is my website, and then uh, you know, happy to 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 chat with you if you are running a, a brokerage or lending institution now in the U.S. or Canada, and uh, we certainly can help you out. Awesome! Thanks for the time, Ryan. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Sometimes there just isn't much going on in the bond markets, so I won't waste your time with a bunch of rhetoric. With traders bracing for hawkish rhetoric from Federal Reserve officials at the Jackson Hole retreat later this week, and the market not receiving any noteworthy economic data to begin the week, rates rose yesterday. There's a growing sense that Fed Chair Powell will push back against speculation that the Fed's rate hike cycle is due for a pause to assess its current impact. September rate hike odds for 75 basis points have now ticked up to over 56%. Today's economic calendar begins with Philadelphia Fed non-manufacturing for August, and later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales, preliminary August S&P Global PMIs, July new home sales, which are expected to tumble, and Richmond Fed manufacturing and services. Today's loan scheduled Fed speaker is after the close when Minneapolis's Kashkari delivers remarks. We begin the day with agency MBS prices down a couple ticks and the 10-year yielding 3.06 after closing yesterday at 3.04%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. How about some grammar stuff? Avoid alliteration. Always. Prepositions are not words to end sentences with. Avoid cliches like the plague, their old hat. And comparisons are as bad as cliches. Be more or less specific. And writers should never generalize. Don't be redundant. Don't use more words than necessary. It's highly superfluous. And who needs rhetorical questions? Exaggeration is a billion times worse than an understatement. Never write one-word sentences. Period. Think long and hard before you write anything that could be misconstrued as a sexual innuendo. And above all else, be concise. Don't carry on and on. No one likes to keep reading and reading and not go anywhere with it. Make sure that your reader understands what you're trying to convey in as few words as possible. Thanks again to Richie May. To stay competitive in this market, lenders need to find efficiencies and understand their operations in a much deeper way. Richie May's consulting, cybersecurity, business intelligence, and automation services are designed by mortgage experts to help you continue to drive growth and increase profitability. Visit richiemay.com slash advisory to learn more about how you can differentiate your business or set up a meeting with one of Richie May's experts. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.